What's up, combo fans? Pete here for Combo Transform. I'm eating a Pokeball in my daughter's bedroom. How fucking weird is this? But we're talking about Doctor Who, so it could be yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. Um, Mike, we just recorded another episode, so this is all a little awkward and forced, but uh, welcome back. <laughs> I just wear the same shirt all the time. <laughs> there you go, there you I go. I just wear my gunslinger shirt. <laughs> there you go. And uh, he, Mike is part of my content. I'm a big fan of him and his channel, Pop Culture Man Children. And uh, Mike is a big fan of Doctor Who. And now we get to talk about, first time on this channel, a doctor... Uh, Re, uh, transforming into a new doctor right regenerating yes, yeah yes so this episode features neil patrick harris as the villain the toy maker um did you ever watch a series of unfortunate events on netflix no i never saw that version okay okay um my daughter pepper was a big fan of it and neil patrick harris essentially like every episode has to pretend to be a different character. Yeah. He's the same villain, but he's always put on a disguise. And so I felt like he was really showing his acting chops with that. With this being the toy maker, he kind of goes from having a German accent to having a British accent. I don't yeah. think he has an American accent in the entire episode, no. right? No. And the German accent is very silly. It's very over the top. Yeah. I yeah. like Neil Patrick Harris a lot. Um, you know, uh, I love him in a lot of things. I love him in um, what's the one he did with Felicia Day, the uh, Doctor. Oh, Doctor Horrible, sing along oh, blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I liked him in um, How I Met Your Mother. I don't know if I like what they do with him in this episode mm -hmm. because he feels very funny and entertaining, but not at all menacing. Yeah, and I feel like he should have been a little bit more menacing. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Yes. The toy maker character I'm not familiar with. I think he's in the original doctors series. Yeah. He's do you know, a, oh, go he's ahead. A, yeah. Well, do you know who played him in the original doctors series? Uh, yes. I forget. I don't know his name, but the gentleman who played Alfred in the Tim Burton Batman movies. Yeah. I always wonder how to pronounce his last name. It's like Michael Gow. Pennywise. Pennywise? Isn't it? Pen oh, Pennyworth. Yeah, Alfred Pennyworth, but uh, Michael Gow, right? Isn't that his last name? Gow? I'm not sure. G-O-U-G-H. He played the original toy maker, and they show him at one point when the doctor has a little flashback yeah, yeah, about yeah. him, too. So Neil Patrick Harris, he's this toy maker, and he is around in the cold open yeah. when the guy who apparently created the television or the, like a very archaic version of the television, uh, he sends his assistant to get a toy to film. Yeah, And the reason why they need a toy is because the lights for the television are so intense mm -hmm. that it would burn someone. And I think that that is great because you just asked in our previous episode, how do I feel about these being anniversary episodes? And I feel like Doctor Who, for being around for 60 years, yeah. is such a staple of British television True. that it is a really smart point to make this problem be connected to television. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is the longest running science fiction series in television history. Right, right. And so, like, literally the very first image that's on TV is used by the villain in this story. That's such a, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. So um, I, I listen to this one podcast. I love The Weekly Planet, uh, you know, with Mr. Sunday and his friend uh, Mason. And they um, talked about these three specials. 
one of the points they made was, I want to give them credit, is that they felt like the way that the toy maker works, like his sort of uh, modus operandi or whatever, um, it doesn't really match up with his plan to mess up humanity. It's like he wants to play games. He wants the doctor yeah. to engage in a game. And then he does this plan where essentially humanity implodes on itself because everyone thinks they're right. Did you right. did you feel like there was like two conflicting ideas there? Or do you think it works? I think it doesn't totally work. I actually think that this one is the, the weakest of the three episodes. Right. Although I like it a lot. Right. Um, but see, the, again, I love Russell T. Davies. I love Russell T. Davies completely on the no political um, beliefs. Yeah. And I know some people hate that, but I love it. I've always, and he was always the most sort of overtly political of like, remember in the early, and I think, um, I think it was uh, not even David Tennant. I think it was uh, the ninth doctor. Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. I think he had an episode where like, they went to like this channel and it was basically like a, it was all Fox news joke or Fox news comment. Cause mm -hmm. it was this channel that was controlling all of information in the future. Mm -hmm. And this is it. He wanted to say something about Trump voters. He wanted to say something about modern um, political landscape. He wanted to say something about people that are anti-vaccine. Right. So it's so it's super on the nose, but you know what, when you've got a show that's as silly and crazy as Dr. Who I think being on the nose with your political beliefs is is fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's get right to that one specific point. I mean, first of all, what the toy maker does—that's a commentary on our current states, and, and and it is like Trump voters and Twitter and all that kind but of stuff. Everybody, the world is pulling itself apart because he has made he's brainwashed everybody into believing they are right. Right, right. And 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 we see there's a scene where. Uh, Kate Lethbridge Stewart, the person who runs Unit, she shows she demonstrates for the doctor what it does to her, and she immediately becomes xenophobic. She immediately begins getting violent. She immediately starts believing conspiracy theories and going yeah. up to the Shirley, the one in the wheelchair, and going, "You don't need that wheelchair." I've seen. You. So it's such a comment on now, right? And yeah. well, that's the thing is that. She says, I've seen you walk or something like that. Yeah. I've seen her walking. And it was so funny because I would look at some of the comments on Twitter or on YouTube about these uh, episodes. And one person was like, oh, you know, I'm glad they're treating someone that's a uh, disabled on this show. But I could have sworn I saw her move her legs. And it's like, whoa, like life imitating art. Right, you know? right, right. And also there's a million reasons why you might be in a chair. It, right. She, right. In, in, when she meets David Tennant in the first episode, she crosses her legs when she's talking to him. Right. Like, he can move her legs. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And, and so, <laughs> like, it's it just, yeah, it's this great commentary, but it's it's funny because there's almost, like, two major moments of commentary, right? I mean, maybe even three. There's one that's, like, on television. Then yeah. there's one that is about, like, sort of, like, just the way the fucking world is with media and stuff right now. Yeah. And then the doctor just, like, stops everything and does this speech about how awful humans are. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, that was like the most on the nose out of yeah. all of it. You know? He's like, by the way, you're stupid and callous. And he says all <laughs> these things. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, to me, the most on the nose moment is they've got the people at unit have these devices that they wear on their arms that keep them from being brainwashed. 
And the doctor, O'Donna says, why don't you just give these devices to everybody? And then this isn't a problem. And then the Kate character goes, oh, we tried that. And then you see TV and you see some pundit going, these things are meant to track us. I'm anti these things. And it's such a clear anti-vaxxer. Anti-vax, right. Like, you, how can you get people to do something that will save their lives? Yeah. Of course not. Right, right. It, it, it was kind of embarrassing because, I mean, we just went through COVID recently. And then just like seeing that, it's like, wow, that is how stupid we must look, you know, in general. Um, I, I, I like the- wait for my vaccine. I I went to my vaccine like I was ex- like the way I was excited for Star Wars Episode One. I was online just I was just like George Binks. I was like, oh, I can't wait for this vaccine. Oh, no, Misa no getting COVID now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nice. Oh man, Misa yeah. got the antibodies. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I mean, like. Doctor Who, at least in the modern incarnation, has always done this. And I'm pretty sure that in the older version, it would do this too. Uh, maybe it would just be a little bit more subtle in the yeah. older version of Doctor yeah. Who. Um, <laughs> but then let's talk about the, the toy maker himself. So he lost a game with the Doctor in the original series. And then he wants to play a game with the Doctor again. And he's basically like set things up so that they're interacting again. When they first encounter each other... Neil Patrick Harris is just kind of dancing in the street. He looks kind of like a mime. He's got a top hat on too. And uh, I just really like that imagery. Like, what did you think of his whole look and the way that he acted? I really liked when he switched into the English accent. Mm -hmm. Because he seemed to be more, um, less tongue in cheek. Mm -hmm. The whole German accent seemed like he was super jokey. Yeah. Um, maybe it's what he was trying to do, or maybe that's the way it was written. Um, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't love that. Like I said, but it all, you know, going back to what you were saying before, like I, I never saw the original story with the toy maker, but it does seem like it was very small stakes. Yes. Yes. Maybe it seems like the toy maker is like Q from next gen or even yes. like Mr. Mitchell Spitlick from Superman. Thank so you. this idea, like, it seems like they wanted to bring the toy maker back, but they also had to have it be big stakes. So right. how do you make it so the toy maker wants to destroy all of life? Like it, like you said, it doesn't totally fit. Like right, right, yeah. right. It, it would be like this thing where if the doctor lost, then all of humanity would uh, die or something. Right, right. But it's not. It's like because there's this separate thing where there's this like satellite from South Korea that essentially puts everyone on the internet. And that was the thing that made everyone go crazy. Yeah. It was like, it was very similar to uh, the Joker in the, the 1989 Batman movie where it's like, yeah, um, he doesn't just give you like one thing that's a poison thing, like a poison makeup. It's like these different cosmetics that you mix together yeah. cause the poison, right? And so with the, the uh, toy maker, he made this giggle that was just always looping in the back of TVs right, right. and stuff like that. So uh, it finally kind of reaches this fever pitch once this satellite goes online. And they're able to blow the satellite up. Yeah. You know, and I think that the satellite is essentially like Chekhov's gun, where it's like they had to figure out a way that they could like essentially kill the doctor quickly. Right. Like, okay, we need a weapon, so we're going to use this weapon. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Again, it, it all goes very, very quickly. They try to get a lot done in the amount of time that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it works better than other parts of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the big 
the big gun, which looks a little bit like the Prometheus alien uh, gun from from the first Alien movie, like the like the 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 what do they call them before Prometheus? Oh, oh, you're talking about the engineers. The engineers, yeah, it looks like yeah. the engineer kind of gun. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you know, there's again, it's about TV, but then it seems like the metaphor shifts from TV to the internet. Because mm-hmm. like screens, it's about screens, and it's like it's not totally working even thematically. Right. Like we began talking about TV, and then David Tennant says something about screens, and now we're talking about how screens are ruining our lives. But it's like TV isn't what TV didn't lead to where we are now. The internet did. Right. So it's it was... a mixed metaphor that doesn't quite congeal. Right. They're like, oh, we got to get every single thing we have a commentary on in this episode. Yeah. You know. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it is weird because, I mean, even the unit tower in it, like you said earlier, I think you might even said this in our last episode, is like the Avengers Tower. It, it is like all kind of too much. And then they, they bring in this other character who I've never seen before in modern Doctor Who, but she was one of the companions. And the Doctor, um, yeah, you know, is obviously very happy to see her. She was around for the sixth and seventh um, yeah. doctors. She they actually go- came back in Jodie Whittaker's last episode. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh. so I said last time that Jodie Whittaker's last episode itself was like it had a bunch of the old doctors. Yeah. It had David Bradley back as the first doctor, um, and it had a bunch of old companions. Um, yeah. So she's back here, and again, yeah, I didn't. I've I've watched. I think honestly, I think I've watched none of like the sixth and seventh doctor other than like a few clips. Mm-hmm. Or like I've seen the movie where the seventh doctor dies in the beginning, gets shot up by like a gang in, <laughs> in LA. It's very weird. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And uh what's his name? David Roberts. That's Julia Roberts' brother. He's the master, Eric right? Roberts. Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, he's Jesus the master, Christ. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um the master's reference in this episode. Yes. So they're setting him up. Yeah. Or her they're, they're, up, whatever they're going to be now. Right, right, right. Well, one of the things that I've loved about this, Mike, having these conversations with you is it's actually made me go back and watch more Doctor Who. And uh, I actually started to go through Peter Capaldi's run because you said that, that was it's, your favorite. It's underrated for sure. It's super underrated. I think he's a great doctor. He's not the nicest guy. He's kind of a mean old jerk, which I like. Yeah. And some of his episodes are, like, very dark and interesting. Yeah, yeah. And my YouTube feed is now just filled with Doctor Who things. And a lot of times, Heaven Sent, a lot of the times it says, like, you know, Stephen Moffat's masterpiece, Heaven Sent. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. So um, the the toy maker, I didn't want to, like, not mention the sequence, but they they get this doll, essentially, to be the uh, thing that gives the giggle to everyone in yeah. this uh, anniversary special. And so the doll is just creepy to look uh, look at. And um, it, it like kind of gives all these doll-themed horrors throughout the episode. The Doctor yeah, and Donna yeah. go back in time to find it, and they're going through this like endless labyrinth of doors. Yeah. Um, at one point, the Doctor finds the guy who purchased the doll, and I thought that that was like a really creepy sequence where he's yeah, like hanging yeah. up on the wall. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, he's covered in paper, and the doctor unwraps him, and then he's got, like, this wooden body, like a marionette. I mean, I couldn't help but think of A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, 
where he's got the kid on the he's like hey, I, forget, I forget what he makes some horrible joke about disabled people probably <laughs> and, like, ah, and he like cuts it and then he falls and dies yeah yeah uh dream warriors it was, it was it was like that and the babies the the doll babies were super creepy right like falling on donna yeah yeah i yeah, all the stuff with that kind of puppet, it kind of even reminded me of Saw, like the first image yeah, you see yeah. on the TV screen looks like Billy the puppet. It's fucking rhyme, which is always creepy. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, really good point. So um, the doctor gets to have his game with the game maker at the very end at the top of Avengers Tower, but the game maker says, well, the, the doctor, I played against a different doctor for the last two games. Now I'm going to play against you, uh, a new doctor, and he shoots the doctor with a laser. Yes. And you're pretty much, okay, like, here we go. Here comes the new doctor. And then they go ahead and they do this thing where he says, pull. And then essentially you have, like, almost like a Siamese. Oh, wait, that's probably not appropriate. A conjoined twin doctor uh, at one point. And then we yeah. see the new doctor, the 15th yes. doctor, showing up. Yeah. Again, so, the yeah. old Englishman with the T. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is huge. It's a huge, it's, it's a big canon change. And, and. You know, I'm not, I don't hate it, um, but I don't necessarily love it either. But I'm not the kind of nerd that's going to like penalize it because of it. I mean, when a show's on for 60 years, you got to do something, right? You got to, you got to do something, but it is big. And when, and some people really are very against it and I, I can't, I can't fault them for it mm -hmm. because, because not only does it, I feel like it, 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 it takes away from Shooty Gatwa's spotlight. He Agreed. should be the new doctor. He's the first um, black doctor. He should be. It's his time to shine. And now we know that our so-called like favorite doctor is out there. Right. Probably. And he'll be. That means he could come back. There's, you don't even need to come up with a reason to write him back in. He could just show back up. Right. He could right. do his own line of big finish um, uh, audio dramas. Right. So, like, right. Like, he's not his own TARDIS. It feels like a cheat, and it also I feel like I liked when David Tennant was shot by Neil Patrick Harris, and famously when he, you know, um, became Matt Smith, he said I don't want to go because that character could not accept his death. But this time he goes, here we go again, and then he says Allons-y, which is his catchphrase, which means let's go in French. So the fact that he didn't change then, I felt like oh that would have been such a good moment for David Tennant. I'd be like. His doctor came back to finally deal with stuff, and now he's ready to move on. Yeah. And so uh, I, I completely agree. It seemed like it was all set up. And then just, just turn that off. And and so I'm sorry. My daughter's showing me something. Uh, there you go. All right. Close the door. And so um, it, it's 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 set up. They know that we've been expecting this. They know we've been anticipating this. We're yeah. all aware the new doctor's coming. And it's like, oh, never mind. It's two doctors now. And I completely agree with you with the idea of that it sort of takes away from this 15th doctor. Yeah. And it's always kind of like, oh, we can have this side thing with the old doctor that's like everyone's favorite, right? Right. Uh, and, and before, in the previous episode, I it's made this. It almost makes you feel like some old guy at the BBC was like, all right, you can have your black doctor, but you got to keep a white one on the shelf in case we need them. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I, I, I had that, I've had that exact thought a couple of times after watching this episode. Um, it, it's funny because there's this one point they make with the 15th Doctor where the the original Doctor, the 14th Doctor, is so worn down 
and he needs to essentially retire because he's kept going. Yeah. And then they ask, well, how come you are so energetic? You're this guy. And then he says that the doctor has already kind of done his resting. Yeah, we, we're what? doing rehab in reverse. Right, right, right. Right. He does say that. And it's like, it's interesting because I think that... Um, it makes no fucking sense. It, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, 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 it's sort of implying like time travel in the regeneration itself. Because it's saying that like... Right. It's right. not like this guy from the present time turns into this other guy now. It's like, right. this guy is going to go do something else, and then I guess he's going to die, and then this guy's time is going to start or something. But it's obvi- but it's clearly it's starting, right? Like, right. When, right. When, when David Tennant dies now, does he regenerate or does he just die? I, I Okay, so if it was me, if I was writing this, I would make it that he just dies. Right. That would right. me too, because to me that – that makes the most sense because otherwise then if he does regenerate, now you just have two doctors forever. Right, right, exactly. Like, this exactly. anomaly continues forever. And then like why not have like um, you know, why not just go crazy, have a world of doctors like like the like like in Rick and Morty. Right. Well, and see so that goes back to this multiverse thing, which Rick and Morty, I think, kind of has pushed it more into the main culture, the consciousness. Um, because I was saying how like we don't really have a Doctor Who multiverse thing like in every other fucking major franchise right, right now. Right. But this would s- essentially start that. I know that like there's always been the idea of like an evil Doctor being the the Valryard. They've mentioned him, yeah. And like you know maybe you could kind of play with that a little bit, but I don't know. Maybe I mean, excuse me. You also have other David Tennant's, right? There's the David Tennant that was ba- that like grew from his hand that lives, I think, with Rose. With- with In Rose, right? Reality, yeah. Right. Yeah. So there are multiple dots. There are multiple. Yeah. yeah. You could do. You could do like a fucking Spider-Man No Way Home with like three David Tennants. Yeah. Right. You would. You <laughs> wouldn't even need any of the other people. Yeah. So. So, what do you think yeah. about this new Doctor? So he's running around with no pants on. What do you think about him? Well, I, I think it's funny that they split the clothes. Yes, like, like, I love that. Like he's wearing shoes, but Tennant's now barefoot. Yeah. I think he's he's awesome. I like his energy and. Even though the whole rehab backwards makes no sense to me, I like that he's like, I'm a happy doctor. No right. more of this fucking dreary shit. Let's do something different. I'm going to be a doctor, a doctor that's upbeat and loves himself. Yes. Like a lot of, you know, like I know I've been being really hard on the regeneration. If I could say something positive, when he hugs David Tennant and like kisses him, it's such a perfect metaphor yes. for like, like self love and like being easy on yourself and like, right not hating yourself which yes. i think because i've seen a lot of people online like really connect with that like the doctor hugging himself is like this wholesome uh, sort of like complete wellness thing that we all need to like do for ourselves yes yes i know i could use that i could use like a younger black gay version of myself <laughs> hugging me and making yeah. tell me it's gonna be all right uh because i feel very worn down too right um, right no and, and, and besides that like you know, it's kind of like coded this way, but it's like a, a younger black actor kind of already seems like, oh God, this is going to sound so fucking racist, but like more hip than like an old British man. And it's like this younger kind of generation being like, hey, you know, we got this. Your right. time is kind of I up. I you know? agree. I mean, look, we see he's got a he's got a leather coat. He looks cool as hell. Yeah, he's young. Exactly. He's very young. Exactly. In, in the trailer for the Christmas special, it begins with him dancing in a club. Yeah. Wearing a dress, by the way. Oh, okay. So again, so <laughs> he's so like, yeah, I think he's gonna be a cool 
doctor, like a young, cool doctor. Yeah, I, I've seen the the clip of him uh, where they're like watching these goblins go to Singing eat a baby. Eat the baby? Yes, yeah. yes. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I want to watch this. This looks great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're talking about these young, cool doctors, and then last week you you gave me the challenge of who would I cast as my Doctor Who, and I'm I'm kind of I, I actually like the Peter Capaldi type Doctor because it's like more like the old one where it's like an older man. Yeah. And so um, I have I have my choice. Do you want me to tell you my choice, or you want to tell me your choice first? I'd like to, I'd love to hear your choice. Okay. Okay. So I actually pulled up a database of British actors because I couldn't like think of one off the top of my head. And I wanted an older man, a pretty old man, actually, uh, who had some vitality and could be gruff and stuff. I hope you don't laugh at my choice, but I came up with Jeremy Irons. No, I, I think that's a, I think that's good. Right, because he could be yeah. like silly and over the top. I mean, if you ever see his fucking Dungeons and Dragons movie, he's like yeah, ridiculous, yeah, yeah. Man, you know, and he's yeah. got this gruff voice. You know, I, I don't know. Gravitas too. I think he, yeah, yeah, I think he, he'd be like Capaldi in a way, I think. Yes, yes. So now I'm actually super excited to hear about your choice. All right. So mine, I, I don't know how practical it is because the person's probably way too old now to really do the job. But I was thinking Maggie Smith, who you know from um, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter she's McGonagall. She's an old British actress. She's been in a million things. She's, the pride of Miss Jean Brody. She, she's, uh, she's in Downton Abbey. I think she'd be... And she has a great gravitas to her, and she's like, like truly, like one of like the biggest stars in the UK ever, and, and an incredible actress. So I think yeah. she would be like, I'm thinking like maybe not the whole thing, but let's say you did like a Doctor Who movie, and you had like a scene where like there was like just one Doctor from the future, like just have her in one scene. I think that would be awesome. Wow. I would in a million years would have never guessed you would have said Maggie Smith. That is interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, it kind of harkens back to um, the Tom Baker doctor because he's a lot older yes. when he runs into Matt Smith and he's the. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it would be like that. If I had to pick somebody younger, I would pick, um, I don't know if you know this person, Miranda Hart. Who's that? She is a comedian. She's a UK comedian. She had. Um, she's been on a bunch of shows in UK. I'm trying to think. The only American thing she ever was in was the movie Spy um, with Melissa McCarthy. She's basically like a kind of very tall, gangly, but very funny, energetic uh, comedian. I think I remember her. I'm going to have to look her up after this. I did see that movie. That movie has uh, Jason Statham in it too, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember liking that movie more than I thought I was going to. Uh, I, I'll look her up. So, so say it again. Miranda Hart? Miranda Hart. Okay. <laughs> on my phone. Oh, I know her. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. She would be a good doctor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I remember her from that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is a really good answer. That's a good one. I like that. Um, Yeah. You know, if we're going Harry Potter people too, one British actress that I love uh, who's so good in fucking Killing Eve, it's the, it's the woman that plays... um. Harry's aunt. Do you know who I'm talking about? That actress? Oh, yeah, from Andor. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. She's so oh, fucking good. Oh, oh, what's her name? Oh, my God. She's also in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, Shaw. she is. Something Shaw. Yeah, Fiona Shaw. Or... Fiona Shaw. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. Fiona Shaw. Um, yeah, she was very good. You didn't see um, Killing Eve, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, Killing Eve, there's some greatness to it, and then there's some sort of like, why did they make this choice to it? 
Uh, but uh, she is incredible in that show. If you yeah. ever, if you're ever like, I don't know what the fuck to watch, just just watch yeah. her a little bit in that. Yeah, I think yeah. she's incredible in Andor. Yeah, I think she's incredible. Her whole speech where she's like, "Fight the Empire!" Like, I yes. that's like one of the best moments in Star Wars ever. I think. Yes, pick up a brick and hit somebody with it. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. It's, so it's so good. Yeah, that show basically ends with the Stonewall riot of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I can't wait till it comes back. That's some greatness. I, you know, yeah. I, honestly, I could almost have a whole episode with you just going over who could be th the Doctor. Because yeah. having this conversation, it's like there's so many people I didn't consider, and now I'm like, oh, what about this person and this person? You know, Michael Gabin, who plays yeah. Dumbledore, I think well, would be great. Right. And unfortunately, he's yeah. dead. Right, but yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he also yeah, played, I, um, played Ebenezer Scrooge in the 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 Christmas special with Matt Smith. Oh, but that's right. I, the yeah, characters can come back and play different people. It, right, like you said that last time with Peter Capaldi, he was another character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that would actually be kind of interesting having the Doctor essentially play like Scrooge. You know, like the, it's the Scrooge becomes the Doctor. Yeah. A little crossover. Yeah, um, so that's it for our uh, Doctor Who anniversary special discussion. I've had a real fun time talking about this with you, Mike. And, and for me, the most important thing is it's made me want to watch more Doctor Who. So I thank you for that. Yeah. Um, have you ever talked about Doctor Who on your show on Pop Culture Man Children? Yes, I, I spoke about, um, uh, I can't remember exactly. I think I did, I, I covered Jodie Whittaker's first season. Okay. Yeah, um, not too, not but not too much, really. Yeah, as of yet. Okay, well, if you ever want me to come over on there, maybe I'll watch some more Peter Capaldi. We can talk about that or something, or like a specific special. I'm down. Or, or we can do like a top five type of situation, top five stories. That could be fun. Shit, yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be definitely down for that. Yeah, but it's always a pleasure having you on uh, Comic Books Transformed. Thank you. And uh, yeah, if you guys have not checked out Mike's show, it's Pop Culture Man Children, and it can be found on all podcast streaming channels. And then he also has a YouTube channel as well. Everywhere. everywhere. Yes. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we will see you guys real soon.